Hi, this is Pastor Devin, and I just want to say thanks for joining us. I hope and pray that this message is an encouragement to your life today. Wow. Now I've got to get myself together. I really feel like that what I have to say, I really think God planned for me to say it today. So, I want to get right at it. I'm going to speak to you today on the subject, Exiled in Wilson County. Our text comes from Jeremiah chapter 29, verses 4 to 7. This is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says to all those I carried into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. Build houses and settle down. Plant gardens and eat what they produce. Marry and have sons and daughters. Find wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage so that they too may have sons and daughters. Increase in number there. Do not decrease. Also seek the peace and prosperity of the city to which I have carried you into exile. Pray to the Lord for it because if it prospers, you too will prosper. This is uh, part of a letter which Jeremiah wrote to the exiles in Babylon. Remember, Nebuchadnezzar had come in and crushed Jerusalem and taken 4,000 or more captives back to Babylon. And there was confusion among the people back in Judah and also in Babylon because there were false prophets who were telling the people what they wanted to hear. How many know that there can be a huge gap between what thus saith the Lord, to borrow a line from the King James Version, and what people want to hear? Instead of what God was truly saying, these false prophets were going around saying to the people, this captivity is not going to be long at all. God's going to restore you. Everything you lost will be restored. God's going to help you get back to where you want to be in Judah. And all the captives were saying, Woohoo! Good word. We received that word. And Jeremiah, hearing about this, writes a letter and he says, God is saying, You're going to be there a long time. Accept it. Settle down. Make the best of the situation. Enjoy yourself while you're there as much as you can. For remember, this is what I have chosen for you. This morning, by the way, he said, by the way, while you're there, pray for the place where I've sent you. Pray for the peace and prosperity of that place. I placed you there. And this morning I would like to ask you to consider what God would say to each of us from this Old Testament prophet, Jeremiah. Let me ask you something. How do you feel about the place where God has brought us? Well, that's four. What are your thoughts about Wilson County, Tennessee? About the city in which you reside, your Neighborhood. What are the circumstances that brought you here? Are we all here by happenstance? Did things just kind of accidentally happen? 
I mean, to borrow from an old, 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 old song, most of you people won't even have heard of this, but there's an old song called Que Sera Sera. Whatever will be, will be. The future is not ours to see. Que Sera Sera. And so, here we are. Is that, how, is that how you ended up here? Do you believe that? Here's one of my favorite stories, and some of you heard it, because I've told it before, especially to the launch team, and so those of you that heard it, you're going to be blessed to hear it again. <laughs> there was a, a little boy that went to his mama, and he said, Mama, where was Daddy born? And she said, uh, down in Louisiana. He said, where, where were you born, Mama? She said, well, I was born up in Chicago, Illinois. Well, well where was Sissy born? Well, Sissy was born over in Knoxville. Well, where was I born, Mama? Son, you were born right here in Nashville. The little boy thought for a while and he said, isn't it great how we all got together? I'm glad you got that because I've told that in the past and someone didn't get it until three in the afternoon. <laughs> but don't you think, don't you think it's great how we all got together? I, I didn't even know most of you in this room a year ago. I think it's great. Let me assure you, let me assure you, it all didn't happen by accident. In fact, it's not an accident that each one of us are here this morning. Now, I want to just take a little survey here. Um, if you were born out of the state of Tennessee, I want you to raise your hand. Look around, look around. Um, okay, let's do this, because we're all, we're all proud of where we're, well... Some of us are here because we aren't proud of where we were born. But, <laughs> but if you, I'll tell you what let's do. Let's just give honor to where we're born. I want you to shout all right now where you were born. Woo! Okay, let's, if you were born, uh, let's, say, well, let's, start, let's start in Tennessee. Raise your hand. That's, that's pretty good. How, how many were born in Wilson County? Whoa. Look, look at that. Look at that. Now, I don't know how you got here. Maybe you came here because it, was, it is better here than where you were. So many of us have an incredible story, a magnificent story of how we are here. Unique, miraculous in its fulfillment. A story of how we ended up in Wilson County, Middle Tennessee. Some of those stories, though, are filled with sadness and pain. Relationships broken. Divorce, business failures, disappointments. Big dreams coming here, crushed. There are those who would point to those painful events as reasons why they are here in Wilson County. And however, as we just saw, there are a few that are here that were actually 
born here. You've been here a long, long time and you've watched all the changes that have happened through the years. And some of our long-time citizens often say, it just ain't what it used to be. Someone said to me the other day, you know that Adams Lane over there in Providence? That was a dirt road that led back to the house where I was born and raised. I remember visiting Devin and Ashley when they lived in Nashville the first time and he brought me out to Mount Juliet to play golf. So much of what we see, almost everything quite honestly, that we see today wasn't even here then. And that was less than 20 years ago. I don't know, it may be you feel somewhat like the exiles in Babylon. Oh God, get me out of here. Let's all move down to South Florida because Lord knows that's the promised land. At least that's what I've heard from some people since I moved here from South Florida. I've had several people look at me like I am crazy when I tell them I moved here from South Florida. But listen, here's what I, here's what I feel so strongly today. Here's what I want to say to everyone that's in this building have you ever heard someone preface a statement by saying, please don't take it personally? <laughs> well, I want to preface the statement I'm about to say by saying, please, please, take it personally. Are you ready for it? I want to put it on the screen. However you got here, However long you will stay, you must know God's hand is in it. I don't care. Oh man, you don't know how I got here. No, no, no. However you got here, however however long you will stay, you must know God's hand is in it. You are here in Wilson County because God has kept you or carried you here. And the one who kept us here or brought us here wants us to get his perspective and his view of Wilson County. We must see it as he sees it. We must be moved by the same compassion that he has for the place where we live. The place where he has planted us. Let's go back to our text. Let's jump down to verse 11. Now I would guess that many of us have verse 11 either underlined or highlighted in our Bible. In fact, many of us may even have it memorized this morning. Let's read it together. Just read it with me. It's on the screen. Yeah, let's read together. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. That verse of Scripture has been... An incredible encouragement to my life. Especially, especially when the circumstances of my life appear to be headed in a downward spiral. Anyone relate to a downward spiral? Now maybe you're here and you've never experienced that. I mean, times when people gathered around me like Job's comforters and took note that things weren't going so well with me and predicted more of the same in the future. I can't tell you the times I've had to ignore those people and their predictions and say to the devil, I know how it looks. 
I know, I know, I have no answers. I don't know what to do. But I know someone who does. My father knows. He knows. He knows the plans he has for me. Plans to prosper me and not to harm me. Plans to give me hope and a future. And folks, the fact that I'm here today is a witness that his word is true. And I thank him for bringing me to where I am today. I'm thankful for the strength and the hope that poured into my weary soul and gave me strength to pick myself up off my back and back on my feet and believe in those darkest hours that Father God had plans for me and that I had a blessed future. This is a verse that often is preaching material for televangelists. And it's fine. Because there are multiplied thousands, hundreds of thousands in their viewing audience who have no hope. And they they need to know that they have a future in Jesus Christ. And let's be honest, we all love those verses that promise prosperity and blessing, amen? But we can't help but notice that this promised blessing to the captives in Babylon is in the context of what God was saying to them about the place to which he had carried them. In essence, God is saying, it was my plan for you to be there. I'm the one behind you ending up there in Babylon. History record that you're there because the Babylons crushed Jerusalem and took you as captives. And you can get mad at Nebi boy if you want to. But I want you to know, I carried you there. It was my plan that took you there. And I know, I know, you ended up there with nothing, just exiles. You lost everything you had, but I've got plans to prosper you. To bless you with a wonderful future. But listen, it's in, within the context of why I carried you to Babylon. You've got to see this. Listen to this. God doesn't even pronounce the blessing part until he says to them in the preceding verse. Look at this. Verse 10. When 70 years. (laughs) Some of you younger people think, dear Lord. Hey, you're looking at a 73 year old, so don't dear Lord it too much. When 70 years are completed for Babylon, I will come to you and fulfill my gracious promise and put you back where you came from. Now here's the great truth, folks. The great promise that so many, many of us have grasped is conditional. To the degree that you are involved in God's purposes. So I said before, this room is full of miraculous stories, real life stories of how we all ended up here in Wilson County and the surrounding area. Whatever time we're here together, however long that is, we are here for such a time as this. We are here to fulfill the purposes for which He has brought us. Not just enjoy. Whee! Music town. Music city. How can you not enjoy this place? 
I've, I've fallen in love with the Nashville area. I've been here four years. Man, I love the winding country roads. I mean, the road from my house to here, coming out on Posey Road, down to Central Pike. Sometimes I just like to drive it. It's awesome. Look at the horses. And then the early springs, extended fall season. Wow. Beautiful lakes. Our baby daughter was with us this past week, little Jack, our grandson. We took him out up here to, uh, we, we did move from down in Florida, beautiful beaches, all that stuff. And I'll tell you what, we, we ate a little beach up there on Hickory Lake. Sand was great. It was awesome. Take it just a certain way. They don't know where you are. <laughs> Take that picture. Put it on your iPhone. Look where we are. I've got on my iPhone a picture of a 50-pound fish. Now, some people call it a striper. Some call it a rock. I don't even know. It was just a big fish to me that I landed over here in the Cumberland River. That's the biggest fish I'd ever caught in my life. And when you look at me, you know I've visited some of the great restaurants here in the Nashville area. <laughs> i got to promise you, in downtown Nashville and the surrounding area, I have eaten in restaurants in the four years I've been here, some of the best meals I've ever had in my life. And to some of you, this may not mean a big lot, big deal. But I love county fairs. And you ain't been to a county fair until you've been to Wilson County Fair. That's just a fact. I've been to a lot of county fairs. But I tell you what, that is awesome. You're talking fairs, you're talking Wilson County Fair. But you know what I love more than anything? I love the people here. Down in South Florida, people don't even look at you in the eye. You do business, they don't, you know, sometimes you never speak. Most of the time you don't speak. It's like you're checking out of a store, they don't even speak to you. They don't even look at you. First time I went to Kroger's, this lady starts talking to me and asking me what I thought was some personal questions. And I said to Dreama, that lady's hitting on me. No, she was just to be a good old Wilson County, Tennessee girl. I love it. So, you know, sometimes it takes someone who was carried here to remind the ones who have been kept here of just how wonderful the place is that we call home. But we're not here to just enjoy. We're not here to just mark time until the next stage of our life. We are here, every one of us, I'm saying to you, every one of us, to reach this county in the Nashville area with the love of Jesus. And we must see the Nashville area as Jesus sees it. Yes, even Broadway in downtown Nashville. And the strongholds that bind our urban populations have power. But they're not invincible. You'd have to be living under a rock to know that, not know that the Nashville area is growing. And with growth comes change. Old buildings are demolished and new taller ones are built. 
Whole neighborhoods are flattened and conference centers and ballparks go up. Historical buildings are replaced by larger and taller hotels. Change, growth, everywhere you look, you can see construction sites. I was sitting in a light the other day and I just, our first granddaughter used to call cement trucks, you know, turning trucks. That's what you call them. And I was just sitting there like, uh, sitting by no, beside another turning truck. You know, and I got to thinking, every time I go out, I run into a turning truck. They're everywhere. But with all that growth and change come challenges. I read an article last week in the Tennessean that was titled, Visitors Bring Crime to Area. Really? It was already here. There's just more of it. And I think, listen to me, I think too many Christians feel alienated by the city and see it as a dark and evil place where the devil rules and reigns, a place to be avoided. But that's not God's attitude. Is there anyone here who has kids or grandkids who are, who are into Star Wars? Oh, let me, oh, wait. Are there any adults here that are into Star Wars? There you go. Several years ago, our family, uh, Devin and Ashley and the kids, and uh, Heidi and Jason and their kids, uh, went to Disney World. And there, you, if you've ever been there, you know, they, they pick kids to go up and fight against Darth Vader. So they picked, Jared was four to five then, can't remember, but they picked him to fight Darth Vader. You know, you know what Darth Vader looks like, don't you? Surely you know that, right? Okay, give me an amen or something. He's, he's in that black outfit with the black hood and that, that cape. And, and you, know, you know the sound he makes when he shows up? And so Jared was all smiles as he was donning the, his little hooded cape and the lightsaber. You know, you've seen that? And, and so he's practicing. The instructor was giving him all the directions on how to do it. He was having a blast. And then the music started. Do you know the music that plays when Darth Vader shows up? Boom, it starts. And the smoke starts boiling out onto the stage. And the door opened. And Darth Vader walked out. And... <laughs> Jared pulled in his lightsaber, pulled the hood over his head, and he looked out at us like this. And we're off to the side going, yeah, yeah, you can do it, you can do it. Well, he watched some of the other kids go fight, and so he felt better about it. And so he finally went out and got his certification to be a Padawan. Sometimes, listen to me, sometimes I think Christians have an attitude that Jared had when he was shaking his head in fear. We see our city to which we've been called as Darth Vader in the dark side. In years past, I pastor for almost 40 years, we stayed in the comfort of our churches. We did our little services. We prayed, Lord, save our city from the evil one. Dispel the darkness in our city. And it's good that we prayed because we need people praying for our cities. But someone, someone has to go to the darkness. 
The way to get rid of darkness is go to the darkness and turn on the light. Someone has to turn on the light. And you say to me, well, I'm not a missionary. I'm not called to do that. I'm going to tell you that it's not as complicated as you're trying to make it. When those of us who serve food before the Mount Juliet High School football games and afterwards clean up the stadium, what are we doing? We're turning on the light. When Pastor Trey goes into the locker room of the football team over here at Wilson Central or rides the bus with them to out-of-town games, what is he doing? He's turning on the light. When Pastor Devin and Ashley and Ray and his team from Chick-fil-A go into the elementary schools here in Wilson County to serve breakfast to the teachers, what are they doing? They're turning on the light. On, the, on July the 16th, when we join thousands of others all across our nation, we go into our cities and communities to serve in a variety of ways. What are we doing? We're turning on the light. So this morning in closing, I want to talk to you about a way we can turn on the light even now, right now in this service. I, I want to talk to you just a few minutes about our attitude toward the city and county where God has placed us. Now, we know it's wrong to touch God's anointed. We know that, don't we? And we know we're not supposed to murmur and complain about our brothers and sisters in the Lord. We know that, don't we? But for some reason, we think it's acceptable to murmur and complain against the city or place we live because it's somewhat impersonal. So we indulge in habitual complaining about everything that's wrong. Now, how many, let's just, let's be really honest today, and I'm going to be first. How many would you say in the last couple weeks, you've complained about the traffic in Wilson County? (laughs) Yeah. And, and all the crazy drivers that have moved here from up north. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some of them were already here. And, and the crime and the drugs and corruption. We complain about all kinds of stuff that annoys us about this area. Let me ask you something. How long, how long has it been? Since you thank God for Mount Juliet. Or Lebanon. Whatever city you live in this area. For Wilson County, Middle Tennessee. For Nashville. How long? Because it's the place God has carried you to. That's part of what God was saying to the captives. Through Jeremiah. He was saying, change your attitude about the place where I plan for you to be. Stop dreaming and thinking about leaving and getting involved in the purpose that I have you there right now. I I wonder sometimes what God thinks about us complaining about the place to which He has carried us. 
Don't, don't you think that having an attitude of thanksgiving would be a good place to start in turning on the light? I do. We're going to be effective more in praying for its peace and prosperity and bringing about its welfare. That's a good place to start. Let's, let's don't join Satan, the accuser of our city, our county. But let us lift our hearts in thanksgiving as we declare by faith the effect that the gospel is going to have in Wilson County. Yes, we believe that greater things are still to come. Yes, we want to defeat the powers of the darkness. And a good place to start this morning to establish the Lord's presence in the midst of His people is through thanksgiving and praise. See, it's one thing to have God's strategy for the city to which He's called us. It's another thing to have God's presence, God's attitude, and perspective within the people He gathers together to accomplish His purposes in that city. As exiles of Wilson County, May we receive the word from the Lord as the exiles from Babylon. Seek the peace and prosperity of the city to which I have carried you into exile. Pray to the Lord for it. Because if it prospers, you too will prosper. Let's pray. Thanks again for joining us. If you want to join us on Sunday, we meet right next to Wilson Central High School at either 9 o'clock or 11 a.m. Hope to see you there.